Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Hey guys, hey, hey, it's JC, whatever. It's our last show on this current run on One Soccer, and it's been amazing. Honestly, so good. Thank you, One Soccer. Thank you, everybody else. Hey, it's James and Dubs and Wonger and Jimmy and Craig Forrest. Let's dance this sh- stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> for tuning in to another episode of footy cooks today we're gonna make a footy pie first we'll take a little pinch of james Sharman. then we'll add a big heaping tablespoon of craig forrest top that off with some amy walsh a little dash of dan wong and of course some salty jimmy brennan and what do we get a delicious footy pie this is footy prime on one soccer Let's get this delicious party started. Oh, right. I might try that in my store, actually. Footy pie. Mm. Not a bad idea, You didn't come up with that already? No, no. Although the chicken bolty is is, um, inspired by the curry pies of English football. Right. In fairness. We know that, right? Yes. His cheap promotional mm. uh, bag, right? He just did his yeah, promo. Yeah, not bad, eh? Sharman's Charmin's proper. Sharman's you can. There will be no salty Jimmy today, though, because today is all about a celebration of all things football. Nothing negative today, all right? It's our last show on this current run at One Soccer. We're gonna be happy, smiley faces. The backdrop, of course, is what weekend it was for Canadian football. Um, Sinky, respected, beloved, in Montreal, packed house, of course, dubs on the call on One Soccer. Mm. And then, of course, in Hamilton, the CPL grand final. What a finish to that. You guys are all there, which is why you, how do I say it nicely? A little worse for wear? Is that fair to say, boys? You, you seem to really enjoy yourselves this past weekend. I think now that we're on set, I think the energy's a little higher. We all high-fived virtually with Amy, but I think we're all in a better mood now than we were maybe two and a half minutes ago. Are you saying we look rough? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, well, it's, one it's is, Monday. One has pinned <laughs> something to that jacket. Just so everyone sees like, it. What is it's this? the award of excellence from the 70s and 80s where you had yeah. to do, <laughs> get six... Six events, yeah. flexed arm hang was usually the hardest. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I got all six events back in 1981, yeah. I think it was. I'm, 
I got mine next it? to my like all like, the Hall of Fame. Do and you it, have that too? Are you kidding? It's at the top of my like list yeah. of trophies. Did you at least iron yours? Because that's a shambles. That yeah, well. <laughs> and it's on with a safety pin. I dressed up for. T- <laughs> Dressed up for today. I saw this jean jacket and I thought, for Carrie Ryan, I'm wearing the plaid. Right, Amy? Carrie's been mm-hmm. bugging Love us. It. I saw I've got all kinds of plaid, and then I thought the Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> wardrobe thing. I do. I, I'm like, <laughs> I move. one soccer doesn't know it yet, but I'm slowly moving in. I'm going to be squatting here. <laughs> he didn't know what to wear, so he wore it all. Yeah. yeah. Apparently. It's, it's like shaking longer Stevens. Shaking. It's emblematic of your checkered past. It, oh, it see? The There's the pun. My checkered past. No yeah. one knows who Shaker Stevens is, apart from me and you, I think. Who is Shaker Stevens? Shaker Stevens was a, was a pop and star who played like kind of rock and roll, 60s rock and roll in the 80s. Denim. Yeah. Oh. Shaky, one of my favorites, actually. Yeah. I'd of course I remember. I mean, yeah. Living, okay, you were there. Living in England. You yeah. were there, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a celebration, right? Anything negative, we're going to come down that person today, right? It's, it's a good time, I think, to be a football fan in many ways. Negative? Yeah, you were. Wait a second. <laughs> I guess we were kind of. Jimmy. We? Yeah, that's Jimmy. Right. <laughs> no, but listen, we, we should celebrate. Listen, there's a lot going on behind the scenes in Canadian football. We know the issues, the challenges. But today, let's look at the positives, okay? Um, what a match it was for example, in Hamilton this past weekend, and the call on the winning goal, which Jimmy Brennan was kind of involved in, um, (laughs) was, I think, going to go down as one of those iconic calls. It was brilliant, courtesy our boy Adam Mm. Jenkins. Take a look if you have missed it. Extraordinary from the corner flag. Service and goals. Borges tries to rip it! Tristan Borges and Olympico in extra time! Okay, what a goal, what a call that was. You guys were right mm. there in the stadium. Um, if there was a roof, it would have been blown off, I think. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Craig, talk us through that. Uh, and, and we'll get to the goal itself, but just the atmosphere this week in, in the grand final. Yeah, I mean, we'd have to really go back it up to Thursday night, which we weren't at with the awards ceremony, but we catch, caught it online. And just how professional it looked, uh, the pacing of it. It was just really well done. One soccer and whoever organized it, we know Jess was part of it, uh, uh, organizing this event. It was really, really proper. It looked top-notch. And then you move into the, the Friday. Uh, they had training, the organization around that, uh, how they treated the media. The press conference was excellent. The access to players, players to, uh, coaches, talking to them after, during, questions, excellent. I thought both Tommy and uh, Bobby Spurniotis did a terrific job there. Um, and then the game itself organized really well. Uh, unfortunately for the first 90 minutes, i got to say, <laughs> that, that it was a little bit slow. The game needed a goal, and two teams that are canceling each other out for a long period, and just like, oh, you wanted something, something to remember, and it just had this feeling it was going to go right into penalties. And then the extra time hit, and then all hell broke loose, and we just saw three unbelievable, spectacular goals, and how it shifted from looking like Cavalry's got this, they're going to nick this, to then the tying goal that was just brilliant. We were just on our feet, and we were, we were pretty much neutral. You know, we didn't have any skin in the game either way. We just wanted to see a really good game. So then it was like Forge coming back, and then obviously, you know, the way the goal, the final one going in, Olympico, was, you know, regardless of the fact that we're not going to be negative on any kind of defending situations, but <laughs> the, it, it was perfect. It was perfect. It and we were gobsmacked. I remember Craig and I both going, yeah, 
Yeah. And that, that from Wonga is something, because yeah. he's rarely gobsmacked. Yeah. Yeah. Usually there's something coming out of that mouth, yeah. right? That's how he wakes up in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) And we had a great shot. We had a great angle of it, too. We were in a, you know, high up the mid uh, stadium, sort of watching it come in. And then watching the replay on the screen where they had the camera was right behind Borges the whole time and how he turned around to his supporters. It was just a magical shot. So, yeah, just terrific moments. And just how the CPL and everybody else put this organized the, the whole weekend was really, really well done. And I think the whole playoff format really helped with that because the way it worked with Cavalry and Forge playing and then the winner having the final, it gave them a couple of weeks to set up. So they set up shop. They had uh, fan zones and bands and everything so and the weather was perfect it was perfect we couldn't ask for anything more from the league and yeah. jimmy you were beside adam in the booth there you, yeah. you kept your feet on the ground somehow yeah. was, was it difficult <laughs> he was glued it was so cold up there as yeah. well and he was bouncing around like a kangaroo but it was it was a spectacular goal all three goals were were terrific they were bangers they really yeah, they were. really were yeah. and you're right Greg, what you're saying, I mean, for the first 90 minutes or so, yeah, it was a little bit slow. Both teams are canceling each other out. I thought someone's going to get a goal on a counter here. Um, but it wasn't until extra time when it really livened up. And, I mean, when you, walk, when you talk about a final, and nobody's going to remember that 90 minutes. They're going to remember that extra time and the goals mm-hmm. that were scored. And it, was, it, was a, it was a tremendous atmosphere. And you've got to hold your hands up and take your hat off to the, to the CPL and, and everybody that worked behind the scenes to put on such a, a terrific uh, event, you know, with, with gem events and mm-hmm. rots and the CPL and everybody coming together to put. We this, had this so on. much it was fun. It we was did. A blast. We did. We it had was a blast. Absolute blast. The supporters really were amazing it. on Friday night. Yeah. And it, it all started Italian. because I, I went to the award ceremony, and it was it was first class. It really was, and I think yeah. everybody was was surprised. And you kind of looked at it and went. This is how it should be. Yeah. Oh. This is what a professional sports mm-hmm. awards uh, ceremony should look like. And it was, it was bang on uh, just from, from Thursday onwards. Well, in fact, they, they started on Wednesday because they actually had a, a community outreach where they were playing with kids and, mm-hmm. you know, they had all these events going on and, yeah. you know, the local community soccer clubs and, and then all the way to the final and then after. It was in the supporters and the end zone. Yeah, yeah they, we it was too. great. It was, it was so much fun. Everything was just yeah. perfect. You, I mean, could, you couldn't have asked for a better, better weekend. No, football. you could really see why, you know, that's so appealing because, you know, over the last little while, we've actually gone in with some of the fans at Canada Games, Toronto SC fans, and it's just so much fun to be part of that. You see the, how they've got this, you know, a few thousand people that are really hardcore, and when you have that and you build that, it doesn't matter what community you're in, you're going to really enjoy it. It's just getting to that point, right? Yeah. Um, but in year five, I think they're way ahead of schedule. Going to, Plus a pandemic in between, which... Exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, worst time to start a league, right? But 19% increase in attendance this past season. Yeah. And like you mentioned, there's all that peripheral I stuff. thought it was 8%. Yeah. Percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you blew <laughs> no, that number, by the way. We also had a, a very, uh, quite a few opportunities to to have conversations with, with Mark Noonan, uh, Glenn Johnson, Scott Mitchell, um, Derek Martin. Yeah. Bob um, Young. Bob Young. The owner. Um, Ian Allison. I think I Calvary. kissed every single one of them. And it was, it was great just to, 
You to, did. To sit down and have conversations with them um, and, and look at you know, the tra trajectory of the league, where they want to go, what the vision is, how they're getting there. And it was actually quite refreshing when we sat down and had mm -hmm. good conversations with them. Yeah, to and, really and hear what's going on behind yeah. the scenes and how serious they're taking this and how, where they want to go. It's really, it's really impressive. You've seen this, this football culture slowly build, right? Mm. From the bottom through. Dubs, you're in Montreal. You're covering the Canada game. Not a great game again, but a sold-out Montreal who, who typically don't support the national team too, too well. But maybe that's changing now. Maybe it is a sinking factor. I'm sure it's a big part of it. But you were there. How was that atmosphere? Yeah, well, before I get to that, I just want to talk about the CPL final and mm. what Jimmy was saying about all the events starting on Wednesday. That's part of building that pomp and the circumstance and, and the footy culture surrounding the actual event, what's happening on pitch. And I was at my sister's house because I'd covered the game at Stad Saputo and gone home and we had the Habs game on. And I put the CPL game on on my phone and I was watching that and paying attention to that. And they're like, what are you doing? Why are you watching a soccer game? The Habs are on. And I was like, well, this is a CPL final. And it, and it proved to be quite exciting. And I got a few people over my shoulder watching that instead of the Habs. So I think that speaks to the support that footy's getting in this country. And I think we have to continue to build on that momentum. And that's part of these four home games um, in Canada that I think are the result of Christine Sinclair announcing her retirement. But it's also, you know, Canada qualifies against those two critical games against Jamaica. They get their birth to Paris to defend their gold medal. The men's team will be playing at BMO Field as part of Nations League. So there's these these five home games and we, we, it can't be one-offs. Like these are these are events that have to be, you know, markers at the end of this season, but leading and building to something so that you get that conversation and you keep that conversation going and you keep people talking about these players, what's happening at their clubs. And one soccer is doing a good job of that. TSN actually rebroadcast or, or or tweeted out about the CPL final. So we need more people working oh, together yeah. together to keep talking about these players um, so that culturally it remains relevant. They remain relevant. Um, and that is a big part of, of shifting the landscape in this country for the positive, for the better, which is what we're talking about today. Yeah, I think you're you're spot on, Dubs, and what you're saying. It's And I think that was everybody collectively was there was their thoughts was, we've got to work together. We've got to get all the negative people out um, and, and separate them in the, from the weeds and get the true people that want to grow this game and get them together. Because you can see what can actually happen when people do work together and try to make it successful. Mm -hmm. And that's the importance now is get the people that are, are worried about themselves, yeah. ego-driven, they need to get out of this game and let the true people that want it to be successful come together and work in unison. Lose the personal agendas. There's 100%. too many for, for there is. decades. There's too many in this country. And that's negative, so we're not going to go there because we're moving forward here to the positive. But, but there was you're, a positive. You're bang on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and listen, we, we live in this kind of this, this football lens, right? So we're straight away for football people, so we not always get the best perspective. But on social media, you know, we, we see it every week, Wonga. Yeah. People coming to us, talking to us about the game, why they love the game. And we put it out there last night, some, some great comments. Yeah, uh, last night, Charms and the social media manager were talking, so they put out, what, we are celebrating football. Nothing negative allowed. We're gonna discuss it all day. Please comment below on why you love the sport. So I think Dave DeColas is a really good kind of uh, barometer. It's for the people who you meet along the way. Teammates that turn into lifelong friends. Supporters that you can suffer and celebrate with. Supporters of other clubs that you can banter with. Even meeting the next generation 
who you can pass on the love and knowledge of the game. <clears throat> and I, you know, that's kind of where we're heading. What we always want to bring up at Footy Prime is we are here to celebrate the game. We can be negative sometimes. So no. often. And I think we're realistic and fair. <laughs> but overall, I think we're a positive group who want to grow the game in Canada. That's mm -hmm. what one of our mandates are. That's why we got into it in the first place. We were like, well, let's try and fill a bit of a void. You know, we're, you know, we're not supporting our players and our, our system in Canada. And that whole event on the weekend was all about, this is a Canada thing. This is us. This is, this is ours. And this should be celebrated. Mm -hmm. And I thought they just did an excellent job. And I think all the people in Forge that were in Hamilton that were involved and came to it and experienced it uh, will remember it for a long, long time. Yeah, and listen, football, obviously we're focusing on Canadian soccer, we get that, but it goes far beyond that, right? You guys both played in England, um, Dubs, you played in the States as well. Um, when you look at your, your careers, is there one moment that stands out as the happiest you ever were on a football pitch, Dubs? Let's start with you. Uh, I think I would, it would be between two moments. So the first would, is, is the easy one, and that's my first cap. And, and I think, I know we're, we're focusing on the positive, but the... Uh -oh. the Biggest moments? No, I'm going to just use it as a reference point. So the the most memorable and joyful moments that I've had, it's, it's because it's been in a, like a juxtaposition mm. and contrasting that with something that's come before it that's been negative. And it's been my teammates rallying around me. It's been me having to dig deep and, and to overcome something. And so that first cap for me came in 98 against China. It was in Ottawa. And then we played at home in Montreal in front of my family, my friends, and alongside my sister, Cindy. So that made it especially meaningful. But it was the summer before I'd been cut from the national team. And that was the first time I'd been cut from a team in my entire life. And um, it was really humbling. I was embarrassed. I didn't want to play soccer. But the love of the game, like two days later, after I had a good cry, I was ready to go again with with a renewed interest in in improving myself and and really addressing things that I needed to get to. And I went to Nebraska. That shifted my focus. I was challenged in a new way. And I came back and I was a starter on that team. And then the second one was in 2008 at the Olympics in Beijing, where I wasn't a starter anymore. I had a peripheral role, but I was a leader on the team, and that's why I made that roster. And one of my favorite photos goes alongside that memory where it was a cross from the left-hand side just outside the box to Melissa Tancredi with a diving header who scored against Sweden. We ended up losing that game, but it was enough to get us through to the quarterfinals. We eventually lost to the U.S., but that whole experience to me, that was that just sort of personified it, that it was, was me up against something and I managed to overcome uh, an injury, managed to just make that roster when I'd been, I'd been left out of the camp prior, but I'd, I'd found a way to make myself relevant. And, and that's one of my sort of strongest and, and best memories from my entire career. So that, that photo of that goal <clears throat> was even more, is even more important to you than the Yang Ming picture behind you? <laughs> that's my favorite picture. I've yeah, that's one of my favorites. No, it's because <laughs> it, it goes back to Wonger's comment um, or reading out Dave DeColas, because really when you boil it down, it's it, you take away those memories on the pitch and the things that marked you in your career. Oh. 
Um, but it's the relationships that you forge and the bonds that you have with those teammates. And, and those are indelible. Like no one can take that away from you. And, and, and you're down in the trenches with people for good and for bad. And the best advice I ever got in my career was from my college coach, John Walker. He said, Amy, never too high, never too low. And, and, and it's a, and it's a cliche, but it's the, you're defined by the, the lowest of lows and the highest of highs, but the one constant are those relationships and the people who are there to support you. And it's your teammates. And you do a FaceTime with Yao Ming every second Thursday of every month, I think, right? It's the relationship yeah. you form. That's right. Yeah. right. That's Man right. In Mandarin as well. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing, yeah. yeah. A multilinguist is all yeah. dubs here. Yeah, she's a superstar. She used contrast and juxtaposition all in one sentence. Yeah, no, uh, You're showing what, off. What's the word that's coming at some point today? The annoying one? Ne not neophyte. What is it? Zeitgeist. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Point that'll be right. popped up, I'm sure. Uh, Craig, do you remember your, your first cap and who was the first person you told about it? Oh. Well, I didn't know exactly where I was going to play until about an hour before the game. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. It would have been against Chile in, uh, in 1988. Yeah. But the Under-20 World Cup, it was before that. But the first time sort of standing with the full national team here in the in national anthem is pretty special. Actually, every time it is, right? But the happiest I think it was ever on the pitch was at the end of the, the, the Gold Cup when we beat Colombia. When that final whistle went, I don't think there was anything. I don't know, you can't, it's hard to explain just exactly how that feels. There's nothing in your life that comes even close to it, to be honest with you. I mean, having a kid is different. There's the, 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 the love side of things. But the actual ecstasy of that mm -hmm. is unmatched. More than the Intertoto yeah. Cup? Yeah, they, well, the Intertoto Cup, I know West Ham fans, they missed that, you know, since the Conference Cup came along. But yeah, there's, that was so big, that tournament. There was three winners every year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it never made sense. Once again, another soccer trophy that never made sense to me. Yeah. But, the, but that, that Gold Cup, I mean, a few people actually mentioned on the, the post yeah. about the Gold Cup. And it was, yeah. Um, Jimmy, like, do you remember that moment when, when that trophy was lifted? Yeah, was it was it a blur. No, I remember it was... Uh, it was a surreal moment, and I think partly due to the fact that, you know, when you're a young Canadian and you're playing in that national team at the time, we didn't have the resources that everybody else had. We didn't have the luxuries. Yeah. You know, we were a group of guys that just uh, got our heads down. We are working class. And for us to be able to, to win a trophy for the country was, was such a, an emotional moment, wasn't it? Yeah. And the way we played in the final against Columbia was, it was our best game by far, yeah. by far. Some of the other ones, we timing of goals, uh, a little bit of luck. Um, but the way we played in the final yeah. was, was really, really good. And I think what, what really got me was, you know, people looked at us and we, we were always the underdogs. And it didn't matter where we went in the world, it was, oh, you're Canadians, you can't play. Yeah. And if I look at my, my career, one of the high were, I think. They were right most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that. But hey. Negative. Yeah. But if I, if I look at my career, I think one of the uh, individual achievements that I have for myself was being, being a young, young Canadian guy. I got cut from provincial teams and mm. you know, eventually worked my way into the national team, the, the youth under 17 World Cup. And, and I remember I was saying, I want to be a professional footballer. And you get a lot of people like, oh, I'm not sure about that. And I was like, no, I, I want to play professional football. And one day I want to play in the Premier League. Mm. And the amount of people, especially here, that were like, oh, you got no chance. You got no chance. And it makes you even more determined. You work even harder to not only prove them wrong, but prove yourself that you can actually get there as a young Canadian. And when mm. I first went over as well, it was the same old thing. Oh, you should be playing hockey, not football. Yeah. And to spend 13 years there and eventually grace the Premier League 
I think for me, that was one of the, the biggest highlights of my life mm -hmm. and career. And then all of a sudden you can pick up girls. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> I, couldn't, I, couldn't pull a, I couldn't pull a muscle in high school. <laughs> 12 months later, I was like... Walking around Ipswich. Yeah. Moonwalking. Hey, ladies, <laughs> on the pitch. And you know, I was, I was on 25 pound a week. <laughs> Living in the, what is it, the Dew Drop Inn? In the Dew Drop Inn yeah. with my landlady making 25 pound a week, but they didn't know that. Yeah. No. <laughs> I wanted to take them out for dinner, but you could give them free tickets to the game. Oh, I saved oh, up. Yeah. Yeah. I saved up because we all got, remember, we got FA, FA Cup tickets. Yeah. Even youth players from every club would get two FA Cup tickets. And you were never supposed to scalp them, but everybody did. Yeah. And I remember Everton Liverpool, I think, back there in the FA Cup final. And it was like the 80, 86 or 89. Yeah, yeah. So I was a young lad, like oh, 25 pounds a week. So these two tickets were 10 going for 10 times. My whole summer was paid for. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted so to bring cool. up, while Amy spoke about the Olympics, and you guys both mentioned the Gold Cup, Sean Whitaker, Sean Whitaker spoke on our Twitter and said, it was a coordinated movement. Canadian national team triumphs, 2000 Gold Cup, and the Olympics, and Zidane. So, you know, what you guys have done in your careers has resonated and brought new people into the fold, into, in this, what we want to build as a soccer nation. So Zidane, he's mentioning just as someone that just brought him joy. That's right. To watch. Yeah. yeah. We all have those players, don't we? I mean, Paul Gascoigne, for me, in the England shirt, just brought joy until, of course, what happened in 1990, of course. You know, Steven Gerrard, Ian Rush, Bruce Grobola was the guy for me, though. Mm. Right? A guy I just revered. And, and still, as a kid, watching him play, speaking of Cup Finals, 86, when Rashi yeah. scored two goals, Bruce was amazing. And then getting to meet him in my, my later career and interview Bruce Grobler a few times, mm. get to know him a little bit, wow, I don't know what other sport can provide that, you know? Because yeah. when you're a kid, these are superheroes to you, right? They're like comic book heroes. Yeah. They're not human beings. So when you meet them for the first time, like, wow, mm -hmm. amazing. Dubs, who was uh, the, the one player that maybe brought you joy to watch? As, as you learn about the game, even maybe today even? Well, what made me a Liverpool fan was Stevie G. Mm -hmm. I just adored Steven Gerrard. Um, and actually, I, I've got two games that really marked me in, in my career um, and, and motivated me and, and, and were constant sources of inspiration. So the first one was one as a Liverpool fan that was kind of bittersweet because we were on a bus with the national team and this horrific um, series of three international games that we played in Denmark. And then we drove overnight on a bus to, I think, Helsinki or to Oslo. And then overnight on a bus after we'd played uh, Finland over to Stockholm in Sweden. So it was a nightmarish trip in terms of recovery and rest and results. But we were hearing the, like, the information about the 2005 Champions League final, that epic one with, with Liverpool winning. And uh, when they were down very early on, we were getting, because Christine Sinclair is also a Liverpool fan, so was Rian Wilkinson. So we were on the bus and we were just desperate for, for information to come trickling in. And then we found out that that huge swing of emotion, they ended up winning. So that was terrific and that marked me, but I was, I'm a lifelong fan of, of Steven Gerrard and Liverpool. And then the other one is in 1994, the Women's CONCACAF Championship was held in Montreal. And I remember watching the, that game or those series of games and actually being a ball girl at one of them and watching, you know, Canadian soccer pioneers like Jerry Donnelly, Andrea Neal, um, Charmaine Hooper, and then women from Quebec that I idolized, but then played alongside in Luce Mongrain and Annie Caron and Isabelle Morneau and being inspired right in front of me 
um, watching them go and thinking one day I want to do that. I want to play on that national team. And, and again, I don't want to harp on the negative, but oftentimes, you know, Jimmy was something that you said, made me think about it. Like the naysayers, you know, when you said you wanted to play in the premier league and you wanted to be a pro footballer when I was in CGEP. So in, in Quebec, that's grades 12 and 13 after you graduate high school in grade 11, um, a scout came to one of our games when I was playing for, uh, my Champlain team in CGEP. And she was scouting me and she ended up picking somebody else at that game. It wasn't my best. And she said to me, she didn't have to say anything to me because she just wanted the other girl on my team. But she said, you'll never play at a higher level than what you're playing right now. (laughs) I was like, fuck you, lady. (laughs) (laughs) And you you never want that to be your sole source of motivation. (laughs) <laughs> but it did. It just it just lit a fire in me. And and from that moment on, I, I wanted I'd watched the women play, I think, probably two summers prior. And that was my goal. I wanted to be on the Women's World Cup team and go to a World Cup. And I did it. And I and I played 10 years with with the national team. And so that wasn't the only thing that that, that was certainly a spark um, for me to, to light that fire and to, and to spur me on in uh, in pursuing my dreams, which I did. So you should be grateful for that comment she made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without that, you may not have made Olympics and yeah. World Cups, quite honestly. Not giving her that much credit. <laughs> Jimmy, how about yourself? Which player growing up brought joy? And also, I want to talk about you know, players, maybe when you became professionals, you realized, man, I'm on the same pitch as this person. And it gave you a little bit of, you maybe not starstruck, but maybe got the old uh, butterflies going. But yeah, to start with, who, who was that player? But also the wanted? confirmation that, hey, I'm at a level that may, I should be on this field. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, yeah. that would, I mean, I mean, Dub's favorite player, I was fortunate, we played against Liverpool in the, in the Prem, and I was playing center midfield against him. And How'd that go? No, he was good. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was really, really good. And I started spraying a couple, but then he sprayed a couple, and I was like, oh, man, this guy can really hit it. But for me growing up, uh, I think it would be a time that I really remember was when Holland was playing Canada and it was at Varsity Stadium and I was young and that Dutch team was just, it it was stacked. Some of the players were fantastic and just world beaters. And one player that really stood out was Frank Reitgaard. I loved the way that he played, the way he controlled the game, his presence, his movement. And I was young and I'm watching him going, wow, like this is... This is a level that you got to get to as a, as a young footballer. And how hard do you got to work to get there? And it was always in the back of my mind. That's why he was always one of my favorite players of all time. I always watched, watched his career. And that, then because I was That first 45 minutes was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was nuts. It, who, they had uh, Ronald Koeman in the back. Koeman. Roy Hullet. Um, was Van Basten there? No. No. no I put no. a tie by then, right? Um, no, but their, their lineup was, yeah. was ridiculous. Burkamp. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, some of the best. Yeah. But it was great for us young Canadians where we were looking going, wow, like these are these are some of the best players in the world and we had an opportunity to see them, you know, playing against our national team. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think they influenced a, a lot of people. And you know, growing up because I was a lefty, I loved Paulo Maldini, I loved uh, Roberto Carlos. I was a huge fan of Ryan Giggs. Um and you always watch them closely because you, you, you wanted to pick up little things that they did in matches, how they got a, an edge or their movement off the ball and how do they always find this little bit of space. And so you're constantly watching. And that's why it's important for young, young footballers. Watch, watch your idols. Watch professional football. Mm-hmm. See what they do. And, and you take little bits of, 
of every footballer that you that you really like, and that's who you become, and that's who your DNA is after. It's not you just don't make it up. It's collectively watching footballers and, and learning mm -hmm. your trade, and uh, and I did that off of off of them. I constantly watched all those players. You know, you ready to pop the question. The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He was my guy as well. I got a picture with him at Empire Stadium back in the day when he was with the Vancouver Whitecaps, and then he got picked up by Liverpool. It was like, whoa, somebody else thinks he's as good as I think he is, right? <laughs> And then years later, it wasn't that many years later, I guess, uh, walking out at Anfield next to him, playing against him at Anfield, was that was pretty difficult to take. Like, I, trying to go out there and perform, like, I was just like, you know, In we knew each other a little bit. So we had cool. met before. He knew exactly what I thought of him. Uh, he was, I just couldn't, he's just so comfortable with it, looking at all these legends. Ian Rush was playing that day. And, and then running out toward the cop and experiencing that for the first time when they're clapping at you, clapping at you, and Ooh. they keep clapping. I'm like, wow, this is, they're so friendly. <laughs> they're friendly. So you, you clap them back and then they just let you have it. You're shite. There's <laughs> <laughs> like thousands of them. Just so, you, the, so you're jogging to the goal to start the game yeah. and the cop's there just applauding. The whole cop, everybody's applauding you, applauding you. And in, I didn't do anything for a second. I was running around the goal mall just you know, just trying to look as comfortable as I possibly could. And they just kept clapping. And I was like, and they're like, oh, you got to clap them back. And as soon as you clap them back, you're shit. Well, you also <laughs> told us, you also told me earlier about uh, Craigie, we want to see your bum. Tell us that story. Oh, yeah. I just was saw this a somebody... story? You're going to hear it in okay. two seconds. Yeah, because I'm doing a podcast for Ipswich, uh, an Ipswich uh, talk one over there in, in the UK this week. And there somebody mentioned about the chant about, they wanted the fans are Craigie Craigie show us your bum, and they said, <laughs> did, they said did, did he did he come did he what was he with the request did it actually come through? He's like, oh yeah, oh hell yeah. <laughs> oh, you so you did? Yeah, I had box, I had like cycling shorts underneath, but of course I did. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice bum. Years. Where are you from? Exactly, <laughs> chum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, back then it was uh, yeah, it was a little. It's dropped a little bit over the years. We wow. saw Willis bum to open the show today. Yes, who doesn't want to see <laughs> Walker's bum? I don't really want to see it. But I think everyone can see it on I one soccer's opening. Yeah. <laughs> Clearing your shadow. <laughs> yeah. It's longer about. trying to crack into the business. Yeah, OnlyFans. <laughs> That's just the beginning of our OnlyFans content. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Um, but I mean, speaking of Wonga and even JC, you guys have really been introduced to football the last four years, right? And that's part of what's great about, I think, when you follow the game in this country, all the new fans who are you know, discovering the sport still, maybe through 
through Canada's great World Cup performance, you know, get into the World Cup, maybe through, you know, the, the MLS teams over the last number of years, maybe through Christian Sinclair. But you guys, I mean, four years ago, you could barely name a footballer, JC. Wow. And J now you're experts. JC, <laughs> JC shared some information. JC had a radio show of English Premier Soccer, didn't you, JC, my, at Western? It was my very, no, it was actually on FM 96 in London, Ontario. It was my very first uh, radio show that I wrote and did myself. And I pitched it to this station that I was a regular guest on all the time, and they let me do it. So it was 30 days of, world. it was called Yaver's World Cup Dates, and every morning I would watch Craig Forrest, and I'd rip off what he said about the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would do my five minutes on the radio. But every day I would, I'd be hanging out with Craig. So it's kind of cool. Well, it's very cool to me that, like, I'm now working with Craig Forrest when he was giving me my material way back in the day. <laughs> and also, on a side note, uh, James Sharman, when I was growing up, I used to watch your show, uh, the... Oh, the, the, the footy? Oh, yeah. That really Sports popular. Yeah. Yeah. It was so great. <laughs> it couldn't have been that good. It couldn't have been that good. That thing you were on? Yeah. But I, I used to love that show there. What was it called? Yeah. Yeah. But I know, I liked that show so much that like six or seven years ago, I pitched a ripoff of that show to a network and it got a little bit of, they're like, oh, this sounds pretty cool. But I and, and familiar. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? There was a guy on there. Super memorable show. Yeah. It was terrible. He was so green. He should never been on television. What? <laughs> and one, I mean, you 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 played sports. You love sports. I've not, not always soccer. followed the national team, and I always from you know trying to get through into the World Cup qualifying. So, to be completely honest, I get my love of the game and my passion for the game from you guys. I cheer, I cheer West Ham, I cheer Forrest, I cheer the Canada women's national team, the men's national team, because I see how important they are to you. And so going back to Dave's great Twitter line, you know, that, the friendships that we've created, even in our group, and how we've supported mm -hmm. each other along the way over the pandemic, for the last four years, we're all, you know, I'm buddies with Deech now. Danny Dicchio is in my, you know, we go back and forth sometimes. So congrats, Sac, you know, to Danny's team. Yeah, Sacramento Republic. Yeah, and so there's this level of support that I've never seen before. It's not like, it's not like uh, anything I've ever been part of. So anytime, and I, and I guess the big thing for us is we want to break down the exclusivity of some of this stuff, especially on, like, English Premier League, a lot of these guys, you can't be part of our, we can't, you can't be a follower or a supporter unless you were born there. And I'll let, you know what, we're, I, I have four or five favorite teams and it's based on you guys. Well, so, who's your number one team though? Mm. Jeez. Good question. I honestly, I, I've known him the longest, so it's probably West Ham, but I like Tottenham. I thought I like it was this. Brentford. It was Brentford. It's Brentford only because. You, you can't do this. I, well, this is what I can do. No, you can't. Yes. No, no, and I'm going to refer to myself <laughs> in the third person. Wanger can do this. Did you not say that was his team? Brentford is my team. Yeah, every week. And they won. Every two week. nothing versus Chelsea. In two nil. In football, really, you gotta, you, eventually you've got to come to a decision. You can't be sitting on Okay, so what decision are you going to make next year when Ipswich is up? They're going to make. They're going to be promoted, and no, you have West Ham. What it's, are you going to do? It's different when you play for them. And who are you going to cheer for <laughs> next? That's year? a valid point, though, right? You can have a little bit of soft spot both teams. Yeah, yeah. I, As I agree. One-eyed, unadulterated fans. Yeah. You can have one. Okay, I will cheer for Brentford. Sorry, for, sorry, bees. I am loyal to you right now. All right, there are you go, getting B. a tattoo? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just beat Chelsea away. 
Yeah, then, yeah. yeah. Well, Dubs, I mean, let's be honest here. Yeah. We can, you know, complain about all oh, what's wrong with the sport today on off the pitch, but quite honestly, it's never been better, right? The, the players are better, they're quicker, they're faster, they're stronger because of the, the technology. You can watch every game whenever you want to watch it and on replays, all available to us. The stadiums are just incredible. The organisation is better than ever before. So I think we're in a real good spot. We can dwell on the negatives. Sure we can. That's kind of human nature, I think. Also human fandom as well. But we're in a pretty good spot, aren't we? Yeah, I think that we are. And going back to what Wonger was saying, I think, Wonger, pick a team. Like, you got to choose now. Like, quit it. You can't, you, you can't just jump around. But the gatekeeping as it pertains to being a true fan or, you know, being somebody who was there at the beginning and not welcoming other people in, that's got to stop. If we want the sport to grow, it's part of the media, it's part of the broadcasting, it's part of the fandom. It has to be inclusive. It has to be welcoming because I think everyone needs to be in this together if it's truly going to grow. And so going back to your first question, Charms, to me, and I shifted gears a little bit, but what, seeing Stad Saputo packed, um, lots of Brazilian fans as well, but overwhelmingly Canadian, which is, I think, what we can do now, no matter where we are in Canada, having a home game. There are people who are at that game or at those games that are not there to watch MLS, are not there to watch CPL. So it's a chance to really get into a different realm, a different sphere of your fans. And not it's not just families, because that's not just fans now of the women's game. It, it's a, across the spectrum, but it's about making it open no matter what sort of niche you've been in and make it open-handed and, and, and welcome everybody in. And that's how this sport's really going to grow. So that's a chance for them then to springboard into these next games. So Halifax is sold out. And then the, the games out at uh, Langley and then in, at BC Place, those are also going to be sold out. And it's how do we continue to build on that um, and, and stop stop the gatekeeping, stop all the negative stuff and just, just keep building towards 2026 because it's coming. It can be a truly spectacular event um, that Canada can really be proud of, like they were in 2015. But unfortunately, after 2015, everything just sort of died. And so we have to make sure that we keep this positive momentum going. It's a great point. And I think that's why in North America, we're actually having an advantage over perhaps European football and that. Okay, European football is, in South American too, it's the home of, of the game, the hardcore fan groups, right? And, and you go to a game there, it's a fantastic experience, nothing like really we have over here, but there's an edge to it as well. It, it, can, it can get nasty. I think in mm. North American sports, you have that, that fandom, that veracity of, of love for their teams, but it lacks that, that edge, which I don't think is a bad thing. Civilized, you mean? A little bit civilized, yeah, a little good. bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a difference, uh, there's complete a difference, going to sporting events in North America. It's you don't about, need rock throwing at buses. You yeah. don't need any of that. That's ridiculous. But I said this before. They're, they're going. To, we go in North America to be entertained, uh, and they sit there and they wait for a screen to tell them to cheer, and you have cheerleaders, and you go get beer, and you kind of watch the game, and you sit. Uh, and then you have football over there, where people will bring all the nasty stuff. They'll bring their relationships if that's <laughs> going forward. They'll bring their work with them. They'll bring who they hate on the field, the hate against the other team. Yeah. They bring in everything to the game. Yeah. And they want to be entertained at the same time. So well, that's why you showed your that. bum. Well, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I like Bruce Kovalar so much. Bruce Kovalar was, was a bit of an entertainer. Flamboyant, right? Yeah. yeah. Very flamboyant. But you, you got to remember, too, though, when you, when you look at Europe and South America, right, it's football, our sport is it's a working class sport, right? And mm -hmm. people work all week. And Saturday at 3 o'clock, that's their release. That's their release to get out there, have a couple of pints, 
and get everything, all their worries, put them away and just sing and chant. Yeah, let everything mm -hmm. out. And that's, that's a difference. Mm -hmm. Completely is a difference. And whereas over here, you're right. Like yeah. we, we go down, it's a big show, fireworks, all this going on. And yeah. it's completely different. They take it very seriously. Like, yeah, too if, seriously. If the Toronto yeah. Maple Leafs is popular, they haven't won for 57,000 years. They still go out in Toronto. And <laughs> you just got a wry grin out of Amy. And, every, <laughs> and everybody wants to get your autograph. Well, when you're a football player, you, you don't go out because mm -hmm. you're, you might get a few autographs, but then there'll be 10 people asking, why are you asking for his autograph? Because he lost today. Yeah. And this, what are you doing out? You should be at home. Like, it's, it's, it's can be nasty. Yeah. Not a very comfortable and, and that's, situation. And that's why we said it before in the podcast, when you do see the occasional issue in the stands at a, a Canadian soccer match and these, these plastic hard men causing problems, like, mm. piss off. Yeah. You're not welcome. We don't want you. That's not cool. That's not football. That's not sport. So that's negative, sorry. Yeah. Back to the positive. <laughs> so, so Dubs, what, what is the next, the next stage, though, like for, for growth in this country? We've come a long way. We know what's happening. Try, try and, <laughs> don't try and pivot to the negative, because I know the easy answer here as far as what's happening behind the scenes on the national level. But how do we take this game to the next level in Canada? Easy question, right? Yeah, super easy. I'm glad you threw that to me first. Um... Yeah, well, I mean, going back to what I was saying about about Stad Saputo um, and people being there to see Christine Sinclair, but I think they would have been there to support the women's national team anyway. I think that there's there's a hunger, there's an appetite to see high level footy, high level sports, but women's sports. So we're seeing with the PWHL, um, it's coming in 2025 with Project Eight. Um, so then we'll have two domestic pro leagues for football in in our nation, a chance to see players on a regular basis, a chance to to cheer them on, to get to know them, um, and and that's been an issue in, in women's sport. And I think it, to go back to Christine Sinclair. A reason why she played and toiled for 23 years, one of the best to ever play the game um, and relatively unheralded because she doesn't really have a place to, to hold her up so that she gets that worldwide recognition that she so desperately needed and, and deserved. Um, and, I, and maybe, you know, we were talking about a couple pods ago, if she'd been born 10 years later, then this would be a non-issue because she would have been in leagues with the spotlight on her and she would have received Ballon d'Ors. Um, you know, she would have had all those, um, those accolades and those awards. Um, so I, I think now it's, it's a chance for, obviously she's left a tremendous legacy for sport in this country, but obviously for soccer as well, but it's a chance she's blazed a trail. And now there's going to be the infrastructure for these young women to be upheld in the way that they deserve to be. And that's part of how we build in this country. It's creating places for the entire ecosystem to thrive, not just for young men, but for young women as well. And for everything that surrounds the sport, not just on the pitch. One of the biggest things for uh, the modern athletes too, and for, for superstars especially, is to make yourself accessible. And unfortunately, Christine did not make herself accessible. She's uncomfortable with it. But if you're looking for somebody to make it accessible and use that person to help elevate the game, unfortunately, that wasn't her comfort zone. It really wasn't. And it's too bad, really, from that standpoint. Because, hey, Footy Prime, we'd we love to have her on. We'd like to have her on every week and talk about her career and talk about everything. She will not come on. She will not come on. Alfonso but Davis I don't want to be negative isn't exactly that. out there either right now, <laughs> is he? Oh, those guys, they all want to do their own thing. they got 15, 20 million followers. Blah, is blah, he, blah, is he going on the negative route, though? Yeah, I could see look. that. Yeah, I think we should kind of reel you back. <laughs> yeah. uh, you made valid points, though. Yeah. Very valid yeah, points. You got it. Yeah, but I mean, listen, 2025, Project 8, 2026, a World Cup. 
on home soil. There's some big years coming up. CPL is going to expand as well, um, at some point as well. There's hopefully some, some good news coming in the next few, few weeks mm -hmm. or months from head office there. So we're in a good spot. We, we really are, mm -hmm. um, which makes me kind of a bit concerned to go now to right or wrong. Oh, God. Because, you know, usually the answers are actually wrong. It's time to play here. sports television's number one game show, Right or Wong. The game where we pit our panel of guests or hosts or whatever you call them against one another in a pit where they go at each other like spider monkeys. <laughs> spider monkeys. So every correct answer is 50 points. Every passed on answer is 25 points. Uh, they will be either pop culture related, which is Wonger's specialty, or soccer related. You guys realize I never get the pop culture stuff wrong, right? No, so oh, far it's soccer across the board. Do spider so. monkeys fight? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen spider if monkeys you, fight. If you really? put them in a cage. Yeah. You get an extra 100 points if the question is actually wrong to start with. Oh, okay. And you can call right. them out. <laughs> like First question, Charms. Jeff Cole, JC, our VO champ, has been the voice of two high profile TV shows. Name them. Say yes to the dress. Yes. And I always get this wrong. Border uh, Patrol? No, Border Security. Border security. Ah. Thank you. Half no. points, half, half points. points. Give us a little say yes to the dress, I though. I a half point. No, you don't. I beat him. It's not your turn. It's my turn next. Oh. <laughs> JC? Yes, dear. Give us a little okay. Border Security and then say yes to the dress, please. Dan Wong thinks he could get a laugh out of some cheap jokes. He is dead wrong. <laughs> that was say yes to the dress. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, question two, Jimmy. Yeah. Sadly, Matthew Perry of Friends fame passed away. What was the name of the coffee shop named closely to a New York City? Central, Central Perk, Central... Ding, 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 yes. ding, ding, ding. Well done. I didn't know you were gonna knew that I one. I take him as a Friends fan. Were you a Friends fan? You are, There's a lot you don't know about me. There is. <laughs> were you, were you a hey, Charlie guy? Unfortunately. Hold on, here's like something. Ross, Ross What's that? There's six of us. <laughs> was funny. Yep. Oh, there is six of and us. And there's six what friends. Face, David. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> who's who and friends? What do you mean, who's it? There's six of us. Oh, that's a good question. I think I'd be Phoebe. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Smelly cat. Smelly cat. And <laughs> Jimmy's Joey. Jimmy's Joey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. Who's Amy's Monica? Amy, your Monica. Monica. Yeah. No, no she's what's Monica. a Gunter, the one that served the teas in the coffee shop. I don't Rachel? No. No. Oh, Gunther. 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 <laughs> Serving coffee. We already, Amy, we already used this uh, answer, so you, I, we didn't know we were going to be talking about it, but. Danny Dicchio, former TFC player and coach, is now coaching where and for what team? Just said that. I know, but it's part yeah, of Sacramento. And what's the last name of their team? What's oh, their? Like their... Ooh. Oh, it's you need the full. Craig. Oh, Sacramento Republic. United. No, nope. Republic. <laughs> Republic. Points for Craig. Half points? Do I get half points? No, I needed Sacramento Republic. Okay, half point. Oh. Yes. Half points Man, for each. I'm being nice. You are being nice today. Ooh, that's a good one. Craig, what team sits fifth, unsurprisingly, <laughs> to the Footy Prime crew in the, Premier, in the Premier League standings at the moment of this recording? What team sits fifth? Newcastle. Nope. Villa. Villa. And the uh, reason why I say unsurprisingly, at the beginning of our preview of the PL on our, on our podcast, 
you, I think you guys all said Villa will be dark the, horse. The dark horse. Yeah, we and dark horse for yeah for European spots. For European, but yes. they're in fifth. No, no, That's no, why no, I brought no, it. No, it no, been, tell you what, Unai Emery, maybe the most underrated manager in in football right now. Mm. What he's done since he came to the Prem, I think they're the third best record in England. Okay. Do I get points for that? I, I don't know, but I like no. the, I like Zero how it created a conversation. Points, James what are you getting points for? You get points. Points for what? Okay, Sharms, what is Dan Wong's middle name? Uh, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce is correct. <laughs> Bruce. I don't know. That's a good question. Does he I... look like a Bruce? No, okay, Jimmy. Do you know it? What's my middle name, He's not a Jimmy? Dad either. Joseph. It is oh. Joseph. You're very, you, you, you listen. You cheated. You must have looked at his no. spreadsheet. That, that's ironic because it's also the name of Jimmy Stye. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Tony. <laughs> Tony the Tiger. <laughs> what do you call a man with, with no shins? What? Tony. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a man without any arms and legs? Floating in the oh, ocean. Oh, that's just oh, wrong. Bob. <laughs> Bob. Yeah, I know Bob. <laughs> so stupid. Well, that was pretty funny too. Oh, but that one's fine. Amy. No shittings. Amy. <laughs> Amy. Canada's yeah. men's national team is booked to play what country in November at BMO? Jamaica. You're well done. You know you're. You know you're kidding. I'm well done. I'm. Thank you. I'm you are well done. You're well done. Hold on, you skipped Jimmy. You skipped oh, Jimmy. shoot. Jimmy. Oh, no, now I got, Jimmy got Joseph. Jamaica. Oh, what is no, he got Jimmy. <laughs> no, you don't get No, no, you get this no. one. This former Canada's man's national player. I'm sorry, no, what? He's <laughs> 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 you to say. It's been a it's long weekend. This former Can men's national team player and friend of the show is celebrating their birthday today, October 30th. He's been on Footy Prime twice. Name him. And he played for the national team? Yes. Yep. And yeah. we've had him on the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Eh, eh. Pesci. Nope. Amy? Jonathan Osorio. No. Nope. Ian Hume. Ian Hume. I was going to say. It's Hume's birthday today. By so. the way, on Twitter today, because he played, played a number of um, seasons in India. In India. That's and right. Incredible uh, highlight reel, some of his goals, some yep. proper goals. Humi scored in that league. Right. And I should mention, we had, um, I was in a one soccer show a couple of years ago now, yeah. Humi on, talking about the Indian Premier League. Yeah. And it got out to India. And the numbers for that show online were just astronomical. So Indian yeah, Premier India, League? India, 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 Indian India, Premier India, League. India. We're going to be talking about you nonstop mm. oh, on yeah. Footy Prime mm. going forward. And also the Chinese Super League. Okay, guys. Oh, Chinese Super League. That's a, that covers about three billion people. There you go. Pandering. We are pandering. pandering. We are. We are. Pandering. We are. Name a team in both leagues. Say, okay, guys. Final question. Oh, JC's got something to say. Oh, sorry, JC. Go ahead. Say, don't forget about the Estonian League. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's yes. Right. Yes. Thank you. Successful in the parlays. That's right. Correct. Okay. Here's here's the question for Craig. <laughs> Spell Smyrniotis. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> what do you mean it's a good one? For, for you? <laughs> I know, it's awesome. That's why I knew it. Okay, S-M-Y. Don't look at me. Oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought you'd be like saying. <laughs> There's more letters. There's more, no, no, that's just wrong. me. I'll go jump in there. Start over. S-M-Y-N-I. No. S-M-Y-R-N-I-O-T-I-S. You got it. Boom. 
And also B-O-B-B-Y. Yes, Robert. <laughs> do we have, uh, do we have the, the Bob. totals? Bob. We okay. do. It's, uh, it's, wow, this is an interesting one. In absolute last place is, well, actually, Craig, unfortunately, is in very last place with only 50. But the winner for today, the How final, 50? The final yeah, episode. It sucked. Final episode of Right or Wong. The winner is Mr. Jiminy Brennan. Oh. That's a straight over. That's a back right, isn't it? Very impressive. How did Jimmy win that? I'm not entirely oh. sure. God. I, I got smooth. So right? That's got like, to be one and only like big one. You didn't even give me a full point. Bobby Smirniotis is going to be upset with you, no, Craig. No, the last question. Shook hands with him nonstop, and you can't spell his last name. Mm. No, I got Ian Hume, full one. Full, 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 <laughs> full points for oh, you. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, 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 oh. No, was that a, was that a first? No, that was that was half one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, half, was it half one? Half. So yeah. yeah. Okay. 75, okay. 75. Oh, that's right. Try for Everybody us. else got 75. <laughs> okay. But, but Jimmy got 100. So no one embarrassed themselves this time. No. It's not even you, Wong. Spectacular. Hey, just Wonger. did I get yeah, all the answers Wonger. right for the first time? Yeah, you all the did. questions, even. Right or Wong. Right or Wong. You did, you did miss Jimmy, though, in one question. I, so well, I, I'm not great. saying I did it perfectly. I said I, I got the questions right. Yeah. So that's the right. first step. You know, in a trivia show, you have to get the answers right. Fair enough. So Fair enough. I got them. Dan needs a kiss on the shoulder. Thank yeah. you. Keep hitting on me, JC. You didn't even put the, uh, the jacket on. Well, it was, you know what, with the jean jacket and the jacket, it's and a lot of work. And the center of excellence thing or whatever. That award of excellence. Award of excellence. And the bobby pin would have got all caught up. Oh, right, fair enough. You know, we did actually discuss doing our own footy prime version of the uh, awards did. of excellence. We have great ideas, by the way, which we never follow through on. But maybe we should start doing this. Maybe. Who <laughs> would win that, do you think, at this point? Oh, Probably does. Amy, Amy or yeah. Jimmy, I think, on the top. Uh, Jimmy? Jimmy. Why Jimmy? No way. Look at him. He's no taut way. like a tiger. And he's got a friend who would help him out. <laughs> he got a tiger tush. Tight. <laughs> I think Dubs would crush us all, actually. Yeah, she yeah, would. When she said yesterday we were on our podcast and Dubs goes, oh, yeah, I just jumped on the bike. That's the last thing you and I would ever do. It's like, <laughs> oh, I just stuffed my face with a pepperoni pizza. <laughs> well, we're almost done, but uh, I think it's been a success, a celebration of the game. I was concerned mm. that would deviate. To the negative, right? And it is not easy bad. to. Not bad. But we've done really well so far. Very, very positive. What is the, at this point, Craig, for you, what is the main reason you still love football? Ooh. Is there one emotion that you take from it? Or what is the reason that you get up each morning, watch a game, research the news, <laughs> listen to a podcast? <laughs> you mean, I don't know. <laughs> he I really don't know. <laughs> he, he, doesn't, he doesn't get up in the morning. He yeah. watches a replay at 5 Yeah, o'clock. exactly, yeah. Yeah, or he watches it from his bed, like the video that uh, we oh, yeah, <laughs> At this point, it's about, yeah, relationships of guys and as well as the fans, the supporters that we, we get in touch with and we talk to and those relationships that have, you know, really gone on and on. That's really what, uh, what I do it for now. And, and, and trying to connect with people in Canada and give them a good connection to the game and people like Dan Wong that, you know, that don't know the game quite as well and we're everybody's welcome. You know, we've got enough soccer fans in this country to make a go of everything. It's oh, just yeah. that it's yeah. fragmented. And, but if we all get together here and work together, it, it could be something really, really special because we have enough of us. And once again, be inclusive, like Amy reiterated. Like, it is really important to, to reach out and give people that experience. Because when Amy, Craig, and I were in the Voyageurs at that Honduras game, that was the first time 
I've ever spent time with the Canadian supporters. And I think that's the same for you and Amy Craig. Yeah. And we had a spectacular time. So much fun. Right? And those are those experiences that I'm like, mm. I now want to cheer on Canada at every chance. Yeah. And there was one more thing that I wanted to talk about was we were at a match, and back to where Amy says the contrast, remember Canada played the US at the beginning of qualifying for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. You, Craig, JC, Deech, and we were all there, and there was about 8,000 people it looked like in the stands. Yeah, it was a Nations League game. Yeah, but it was for qualifying, yes. right? It was still part of that oct or sec. No. Part, no? No, it was 2019 when they beat the States the okay, first sorry. time. It was yep. one of John Herbman's biggest early successes. Right. I think Fonzie. Was yeah. that Fonzie's his first goal for Canada, for sure? Might have been. I mean, we had a, a star studded so. lineup. Yeah. So did yeah. they, to be fair. Yeah. And we were sitting there thinking, wow, look at this team. This, yeah. is, this is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Didn't think we thought they would have qualified for a World Cup. But that was yeah. one of the most important results in, in recent history. Yeah. Because you got the fan yeah. base alive yeah. for the first time and, and inspired, I think. Yeah, and so that contrast from that game, that match, to the one Jamaica that we talked about last week, where they qualified minus 30 and the place was rocking. Mm-hmm. You know, that and that Azteca, like these are those things that spur you on and say, hey, not only do we have a chance to grow soccer, it can flourish here. Yeah, but those home games is about giving the players a chance to play in front of the fans. But on the flip side of that, it's giving the fans a meaningful experience, something that will be memorable for them. Like we saw in that thread, Sharms, that you put out so many people with their own unique experiences, but tied to a memory of themselves in the stands or with family, something that really means something to them, mm-hmm. um, that, that is unforgettable. And that's what these games are going to give them, like this run of games for Christine Sinclair just to sear off properly, to give her that send off. And by the way, Rob from the Voyagers, go to voyagers.org. They're raising money for um, a fabulous TIFO to really recognize Christine Sinclair. And they need money to do it. Um, so you can go on there and, and just donate as much money as you can, five bucks, the cost of a cup of coffee, and, and it'll go a long way if a lot of people do it. And it's part of creating that collective experience and tying you to other people, to their experience. And, and that's what we need to bleed into the, to create that culture here in Canada. Cause really soccer is nascent when you compare it to South America, when you compare it to Europe, when you compare it to the rest of the world. So we have a chance to really create lasting, memorable memories here in, in Canada. And you can be directly tied to it by being in attendance at those games. Yeah. Be a soccer fan. Don't be a, a Premier League fan or a Serie A fan. Yeah. Or, you know, if you like soccer, you'll like CPL, you'll like MLS, you'll like any football, you get a chance to watch. So do that, it's, it's so important because we are, like you said, we've got a lot of potential in this country and we're not where I think a lot of people are saying we are as far as being a soccer nation just yet, but we're getting there. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, this little excursion on, on Footy Prime on One Soccer. You can catch us on Twitter or X on Facebook occasionally, yep. uh, Instagram, YouTube, where we're YouTube, doing our shorts, TikTok, we're everywhere. And yeah. catch our podcast on Sundays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Thank you so much, everyone. It's been so much fun. Yeah. Hope to see you real soon. Cheers for watching. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.